Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? A little college football playoff perfection. What a great semifinal showcase. And now we have a good old-fashioned Rose Bowl in the national championship game. Michigan-Washington, only unbeaten teams left, squaring off. And, you know, we move past now uh, the four-tiered system or the four-team system. We had it for 10 years, 10 go-rounds. We had the BCS in place for, what, 14, 15, 15 go-rounds? So, okay, this didn't quite last as long. And where we're going actually fixes a good chunk of our problems this year. Not all of them, but a good chunk. And once you change your mindset, you can kind of grasp where college sports is going. So we're going to dive into that. Also, a little NFL pitch, final week of the year. I'm going to lay out the perfect scenario given the teams that actually can make the playoffs this year for the National Football League. What We know the Niners and the Ravens are the buys. What six matchups? 12 teams need to join them in what order to give us a fantastic wild card round. And we're going to wrap with a little coaching call out as we look at potential places in the National Football League and who is the right fit as of now for those potential places. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports, Twitter, at Harp on Sports, Instagram, Harp on Sports, Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports Facebook page, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel under the bar, and of course, HarpOnSports.com. A little college football playoff perfection. Alabama, Michigan, Washington, Texas. It was not perfect because no such thing is perfect. It was pretty close. Pretty close. What we got of the semifinals. Considering you look back over the course of the last few years, last year, what did we get? We got a couple good games last year, too. So what was a long time dud in this thing, actually, the last two years has given us four memorable games. TCU's upset of Michigan, Ohio State coming up just short, missed field goal against Georgia. Then we had a blowout in the championship game, but semifinals this year, good. So this thing got ugly at times in the last decade. It ends on a high note. Now, you know, controversies aside and what went into these matchups and Florida state getting left out and all the anger and hostility ratings are in uh, two top 10 games in terms of all time of this sucker, considering we've had what 18 of these things and these two are in the top 10 saying something. It, it's interesting because the new year's Eve ones just get smoked in the ratings as compared to the new year's day ones, but that's, you kind of expect that. Um, I look at it like this, a lot of the anger and the vitriol just goes away naturally next year. The minute you add eight more teams to this, the opt-outs change dramatically. Who wouldn't have opted out this year? Well, if LSU was in, Jaden Daniels wouldn't have. Marvin Harrison Jr. wouldn't have at Ohio State. Florida State guys wouldn't have opted out. You solve 75% of the anger from the opt-outs when the minute you go to 12. Now, there's certain instances that you're not going to make it perfect. Wisconsin had a lot of guys opt out. Notre Dame had a lot of starters opt out. Oregon State, the coaching staff left. A lot of guys opt out. They're not going to make it all work. And How do we fix this? How do we stop this? You don't stop it completely. You don't. Just like when coaches leave, you don't stop it completely. 
I think of the years, look, that we've seen, we saw Cincinnati get smoked by Florida when Brian Kelly left. You're not going to make this perfect. One way or another, when a coach leaves, it's not going to be the same. It's just not. This has been going on for 40 years in bowl games, if not longer. Coach leaves, boom, you got a different scenario on your hand. And there's no perfect way to do this. You could pay them a million dollars and they're not going to stay. Like Sam Hartman, the quarterback in Notre Dame, why would he stay? Why would he play in the game? Why does he have to gain? Bo Nix wants to play. That's fine. That's fine. But may it North Carolina, there are certain instances, Caleb Williams at USC. Why? Well, it's the right thing. Oh, guys, I got $40 million waiting me. Well, it's the right. No, 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 no. What's the smart thing to do? It's funny because everybody wants these guys to play for their own selfishness. Not, but the minute those guys are selfish, no. The minute they, because it's their life and their future, I play no matter what. It's kind of like the concussion thing. You, you play no matter what. Yeah, different mindset. Different mindset when it's them, not you. And you're not going to fix all this. I just gave you examples of Marvin Harrison Jr., the Florida State guys play. Maybe Jaden Daniels plays if LSU makes the playoff next year in this scenario. The Notre Dame guys opt out still. Drake May still opts out. Caleb Williams still opts out. You're not going to make it perfect. You're just not but it eliminates 70% of those things. And once you change your mindset to bowl games are nothing more than early spring games, you're set. The minute you change that mindset, these are no longer bowl games. These are early spring games. I watched Wisconsin LSU in the ReliQuest Bowl as it's an early spring game. Notre Dame, Oregon State, early spring game. Now, Georgia, Smoke, and Florida State, you're going to have those things. Missouri, Ohio State, early spring game. A spring game inner squad or scrimmage against another, like a, like a spring training baseball game, a preseason football game. If you approach bowl games, like their preseason college football games, it makes it a lot easier. They've been exhibitions forever. It's what they are, but it requires you as a fan and a consumer of the project product to change your mindset expectations. So look, you know, I've heard a lot of suggestions about how you make them, you can't make anybody do anything and it will make them stay. How are you going to make somebody stay? Well, you, you don't pay them all their NIL money. Look, if I'm investing, let's say I am company X and I am paying, let's say DJ Lagway, Florida's quarterback next year. And I am, I don't know, AT&T and I'm paying him to be a sponsor. I'm not going to not pay him if he says, I, I, I don't want to play in the bowl game, I've already invested millions in him. I want him to be a sponsor at the next level. I'm not going to screw him out of money at the end so a bunch of his college fans can lie. I know I want, he is my brand that I've attached my brand to in perpetuity. As long as his contracts run, I'm not going to hose him out of money to make your vengeful nature feel quenched. Pass. There, there's just not a perfect solution to this until you change your mindset. So, again, damn near perfect playoff. We do know that the opening round is going to be, what, the 20 and 21st of December next year? Going to be interesting to see. Going to be interesting to see when you have Southern teams go to Northern cities. I'm going to be fascinated to see if Michigan doesn't finish or Ohio State doesn't finish in the top four. If Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, if those thing, those teams are – you know, five, six, seven, eight. If they're hosting SEC or cold weather schools, I'm, that, that's going to be interesting. Well, in one way you look at it, whoever's the the non-power five, the group of five conference champs, going to be the twelve seed. So, you saw Liberty and Oregon. That could give you a little bit of a taste of what could be awaiting some of these five twelve matchups. The thing is, the twelves, the little engine that could, 
is not going to, a couple years ago when Cincinnati almost got Georgia, when we saw Boise State get Oklahoma, the minute the playoff kicks in, sneaking up and opt-outs, that that stuff's over. It's going to be damn near impossible for a MAC champ, a Sunbelt champ, a Conference USA champ to sneak up on the fifth best team in the country in a playoff, that fifth best team that's hosting. Last year's Tulane may be the last sucker you see like that for a long, long time. Long time. It's a little college football playoff perfection, as we've been to do to the four-team structure. Uh, speaking of structure, NFL postseason, final week, a bunch of teams are resting their starters by making the playoffs. You've earned that right. You've earned that right. Now, the Rams not playing their guys. They're the sixth seed. They could end up the seven if they lose and the Packers win. So I, I, I get once you get in, it's more important to rest some of your guys. I get it. I, I understand that. The Chiefs don't need to do anything. They can't go higher than the three seeds, so they're going to rest all their guys. The top seeds, the Ravens and the Niners, are going to rest all their guys. The Cowboys can't. Lions really can't. Eagles still fighting for that two seed in the division, so they can't. Still plenty of reasons for a lot of these guys to play. But I wanted to do a little... NFL pitch, what I think, given the teams that are still alive, not the perfect scenario, but the teams that are still alive, what the perfect opening weekend would be in the National Football League postseason, not this weekend, but next weekend, heading into week, what is this, week 18, week 19? First of all, we know the Niners and the Ravens are in. So let's start in the AFC, NFC first. The best thing for the NFL is the Cowboys to win that division is the two seed because you're you're looking for a potential Cowboys-Niners-NFC matchup in the NFC Championship game. You, you can't ask for any more than that. Cowboys is the two seed. The seventh seed, the Packers. You want the Packers to make the playoffs and be that seventh seed. Packers-Cowboys opening round. I mean, that's your prime time. I don't care what the other five matchups are. Cow- cowboys Packers prime time in Dallas Sunday night. Check, check. I'm telling you, if those two teams, that, that is a done deal in one of the prime time matchups. The Rams is the sixth seed. Why? Lions is the three. Rams is the six. It gets you your Matt Stafford back to Detroit scenario. Now I'm giving you just the teams that are still eligible. Packers going to the Cowboys seven two. Lions hosting the Rams three six. Perfect matchups across the board. Now, the one that's not the most exciting, but the one that is interesting, at least from a, a standpoint of, I don't know what we're going to get. The Saints, the Bucks, the Falcons, all kind of sitting there trying to get that fourth seed, win the AFC South, or excuse me, the NFC South. The only reason I'm going to pick the Bucks is because of Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield brings some excitement to the table. Mike Evans brings some excitement. But the the Saints don't really have that. The Falcons don't really have that. The Bucks do with Baker Mayfield. And the Eagles have struggled enough. The Eagles having to go to Tampa, it, it could be interesting. And then the Eagles is the five seed. Eagles, Bucks. There's no real tradition in that. Not like the other matchups. Cowboys, Packers, Lions, Rams with the storylines. Bucks, Eagles. And, uh, the Bucks, Eagles would probably be one of your first playoff games. That'd be the afternoon game on, on Sunday or Saturday early game uh in the afc look <laughs> top seed ravens done deal two seed again the nfl pitch that i'm pitching you the, the perfect postseason scenario the bills beat the dolphins bills is the two seed because you want a bills two seed 
hosting the Chiefs down the road type of setup. The Bills is the two seed is what you want. You want the Bills to beat the Dolphins and the Bills to be the two seed. Why? Because then the seven seeds are Steelers. Steelers, Bills. It's a pretty solid opening matchup, right? In the AFC is a two versus a seven. Uh, the three, six, Dolphins at the Chiefs. High-flying Dolphins offense in Kansas City, a chance to dethrone the Super Bowl champs. The Dolphins, for the longest time, have been told they can't win in cold weather. They can't win big games. Here you go, gang. Here's a chance. Here's a chance. Now you can sit there and say, well, the Bills in Kansas City, well, if the Bills lose, you don't really get them as the six against the three. It's pretty damn near impossible for that to happen. Um, plus, it hurts your steel. Then, at that point, you're you're, you're dealing with what? The, the, then you're, the Browns are already locked into the five. You want the Steelers in. And, and basically how this has to work is the Steelers end up at Buffalo to make it the best scenario. Bills host the Steelers. Chiefs host the Dolphins. And then your other matchup where you got the Jags, you have the Colts, and you have the Texans all trying to win the AFC South, hosting the Browns. Well, what's your what's your best case scenario there? Well, your best case scenario there is this. Texans win the division. C.J. Stroud, young quarterback. Healthy quarterback. Colts have a backup quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is injured. The Jags are banged up. The best matchup in the opening round would be the Texans and the Browns. So, as we... And look, this is setting up future games, too. Your, your, your scenarios that you want. NFC. Niners are the bye. Cowboys hosting the Packers. Lions hosting the Rams. Eagles, Bucks. And it doesn't matter who wins the Eagles, Bucks games because it's a 5 4 scenario. Uh, and then in that scenario, what do you want to happen? Well, the Niners win, Cowboys win, Lions and Rams. You know, from that standpoint, well, in theory, what you'd like to have happen in that case is you'd like the Rams to win. Because then the Rams would go to the 49ers and the Eagles would go to the Cowboys. So that's what you want in the AFC, in the NFC. That that's the matchup, the wins that you'd like to have. And in the AFC, Bills, Steelers, you want the Bills to win that one. Chiefs Fins, you want the Chiefs to win that one. Texans Browns, you want the Browns to win that one from a rating standpoint. That way, then you have the Browns taking on the Ravens and the Bills hosting the Chiefs. The Browns and the Ravens, the former Browns taking on the current Browns, and the Bills and the Chiefs in the second round. These are the again, as we lay out the perfect or, or the pitch, this this is the postseason that you want to lay out. If you want the best storylines. We're gonna get those? No. Not all those things are gonna happen. But I just laid out for you, in terms of consumption and storylines, the best products going forward. At least here in the opening stands of the NFL postseason. One to wrap with this. And that is the coaching carousel, coaching call sheet. We do know, now, there's interims in certain places. We do know that the Chargers are looking for a head coach. The Raiders have a vacancy. And who else has a vacancy? The Panthers. Those are the three that we know right now that have vacancies. The Pats may have a vacancy. Washington may have a vacancy. Now, if teams start hiring other teams' head coaches, 
and that creates more vacancies. So under the scenario we look at, there's going to be six head coaching vacancies in the National Football League this year. Six, which we've seen as many as nine over the years and as few as four the last decade. So six seems about right in the middle. The six we see are the Chargers, the Raiders, the Patriots, Washington, the Panthers, and then one will be created by the Patriots opening. So Belichick gone, Titans I think Vrabel goes to New England. And I don't know what happens with Bill, but if I had to make a prediction, that's the first one. Belichick gone, Vrabel to New England. Then what? Well, then you need to fill the Titan slot. And the Titan slot, who? I got Frank Smith, offensive coordinator, Dolphins. Learned under McDaniel. Oh, he doesn't call plays. Well, McDaniel didn't call plays in San Francisco. So, to me, at least in this scenario, Frank Smith, he is your he's your guy. Um, so, I say Travis Smith. I'm looking at Frank Clark's name on here for some reason. Travis Smith, boom, is the next head coach. So, um, at least the Titans. So, let's start to lay the scenario out. So, the Pats get Vrabel. The Titans get Travis Smith. Okay. Other openings that we know at that point that will be open. Well, we know the Chargers are going to be open. There's Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh going into the Chargers. What does he have? He's going to have a top 10 draft pick. He's going to have the, he's going to have Justin Herbert quarterback. He's going to have Pro Bowl defenders all over the place. If he would draft like Brock Bowers from Georgia to pair with Justin Herbert, that receiving core, he could be pretty salty in a hurry out there. Harbaugh's the fit. LA, Chargers, there's your fit. There's your fit for Jim. Um, the Raiders, Antonio Pierce should promote him from within. Players love him. They've rallied around him. They still have some quarterback questions. Uh, you know, I, Michael Penix Jr. I think would be the type of guy that would fit in great in with, with the Raiders, but th- th- that's a draft show down the road. But Antonio Pierce is the guy. Uh, that leaves Washington and the Carolina Panthers. To me, the Panthers, I wrote this down, Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator, Lions. Look at the Lions have done. Look at the Lions have done Jared Goff, the resurrection, and you got a young quarterback in Bryce Young. You need to mold him. To me, Ben Johnson's the perfect guy to fit into that scenario. And then Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator of the Texans, he's the next head coach at Washington. He's young. He's 36. Washington can start anew, get a quarterback in there, and, and build. So I've got three offensive coordinators getting jobs. Travis Smith, um, offensive coordinator of the Dolphins, he slides into the Titans. Offensive coordinator of the Lions, Ben Johnson, ends up with the Panthers. And uh, Bobby Slowick, offensive coordinator, <sighs> With the Texans, he ends up being the, the head coach of Washington. Vrabel to the Pats. Antonio Pierce, interim tag removed with the Raiders. Harbaugh takes over the Chargers. And, of course, you know, Bill Belichick's done. That's just kind of, I, I don't know. I, could he get another job somewhere? Yeah, but under my scenario, that's it for him. Now, do I think that'll happen? No. I think somebody will hire him. Maybe. I don't know. Six months ago, I'd have said yes. Now I'm not so sure. But to me, those are your six scenarios as we sit here in the first week of January. Harpod Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpod Sports Twitter, at Harpod Sports Instagram, Harpod Sports.
of course, the auditory route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, and of course, HarpOnSports.com. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.